That was, you know, the invention of the French fry was a spite act. Was it? Every yeah. good invention is spite. I'm telling you, <laughs> nothing yeah. comes without a chip on the shoulder. <laughs> someone, there, there was someone was before that. It was like potato skins, and someone came in and was like, "But I could, it could be thinner." And so the guy. Like the chef out of spite for a joke, like throw this in, like made them what seemed to be preposterously small. <laughs> Inventing the most Just popular this, food. <laughs> French fries and like throws it on his table, like, here you go. And the guy oh. bites it and is like, whoa. <laughs> like, no, you gotta try these. <laughs> the French fry was born. Is that is that real? And was it a yeah. German guy? What was it? I don't know. I I don't I don't have a good memory for oh. details like that. Never well, right in for a chance to get two dollars off a mug. <laughs> I like magic. I'm I love magic. <laughs> I think Penn and Teller are the best, especially Penn, but. But Teller even more because Teller shuts up and Penn uh, proves that God is fake. That's right. That was a, yeah, that was a fun moment. I just decided we were talking about magicians and Ramin was like, wasn't sure where he was on magicians. So I just, no, I was like, I was saying terrible stuff about magicians and then we went live and I go, magicians are the best. You know what I was actually bringing up? The reason I was talking about magicians is that we were talking about the straight jacket, a custom straight jacket that we offer for um, lunatics of our Patreon, people that give us, what, 10,000 a month? Yeah, if you give us us 10,000 a month, you get a lunatic. It's just for the first month, too. You don't have to. You'll get it right away, but you'll get another one each month if you keep on giving us 10,000. Yeah, you get a new one. And uh, Shane was looking up what it's made of and where to buy them and then found one that was like, oh, no, not a magician's straight jacket with a with a hitch in the front. So I was about to go off about like, that's that's not magic. Just buying a fake jacket thing. Real magic is the the like, just just hand me the quarter that you have in your hand and then they can sleight of hand do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. uh, You know, the actual tactile. little like what's another word for sleight of hand magic shifting what about what about lethal weapon um the like breaking your dislocating your shoulder to get out of the thing is that is that magic or is that just a peculiar Mm. skill (laughs) i don't remember i don't remember lethal weapon or loaded weapon but i've seen all of them multiple times and the memory is gone and that's what this episode is about memory right or (laughs) that that was last episode this one is about sapiens right is this yeah this one's about sapiens it was funny because during the memory episode i had the most amount of trouble ever recalling things like i had trouble remembering hm who had memory problems and every and thinius gauge usually names that i can normally recall with a fair amount of ease 
And but when it comes down to a memory episode, it was like, <laughs> and so it was a very forgetful memory. It's episode. feedback. It's like feedback on a microphone or a guitar or something. It doesn't like to be brought close to the source. So if the memory is like coming close to the memory, analyzing the memory, it's like, <laughs> and just yeah. makes crazy feedback noise. I, um, so yeah, today we are going to talk about, well, it's one of my favorite authors of recent years and super pop. I mean, it's very unusual for a science book to do as well. Well, actually, Shane, not really. When we look through history, science books are in fact the most popular books of our time. It is only in the last 50 or 60 years that science has become secondary to Teen Beat or listening to SoundCloud rappers. Which Yuval Noah Harari is here, everybody. Special <laughs> guest for the Mind Under Matter episode. You might want to pause this, watch a lecture with Yuval Noah Harari, and then appreciate, or just imagine that Ramin is crushing it because he is. Don't look up my voice because you will notice that this one is much higher of a voice than the other sapien, which is the actual me. But with these new algorithms that are taking over, it doesn't matter whether it's the real Yuval or a fake algorithm or a person impersonating him. People will still remember it as Yuval. Do you think that we we must just... This is kind of uh, relating to the memory episode that we talked about last week and how, you know, things get passed through a game of telephone and exaggerated and everything else. But it, it, do you think it's just kind of part of how we process things of looking up the uh, you know you see the caricature of someone in the newspaper and they have like crazy big ears or like oh that that cleft chin and this that unusual way that's so distinct um to them and then uh, and then impersonators do that as well to people but do you think that much of our recorded history is kind of actually just you know these like uh, uh, exaggerated characterizations of are you saying that events that happen? Are you saying like Lincoln didn't have big ears and that he didn't do stuff or his top hat wasn't that high? <laughs> it was um, more yeah, it was like fifty percent <laughs> as high as it. Yeah, but yeah. like in what sense are you talking it, about it, it, so it being exaggerated? Just. Kind and of. hopefully you weren't asking Yuval, because Yuval just went to the bathroom for just a bit, <laughs> but he'll be back. <laughs> he felt like it was too soon to bring up the voice when we haven't even brought up the book yet. <laughs> so to most people, this makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and they'll stop listening to the podcast entirely. Why would they do that? 
I Will, think, people, I think or, we have an audience that's like, what are they talking about right now? I'm going to keep listening <laughs> until I figure it out. And if I don't, I'll just keep going with it. Do you ever read when you're when you're when you're reading a book like, well, Sapiens is, in my opinion, fairly digestible and straightforward for for the for the large concepts that yeah. Yuval is presenting I think it's exceptionally readable but do you do you ever uh do you ever just get lost with a book uh, like trying to learn some sort of th All there's the like time. a chapter that you're like you have no idea what they're talking about and over time I just go I guess <laughs> I'll just keep reading <laughs> and hopefully some of this clicks into place, and then sometimes it does, and then well, other times. Do you skip around? I skip around a lot. I'm I don't skip around, but I'm going to start. I think first off, there's a there's a trick for reading a lot of uh, popular science books, which is if you read the first three chapters, you have a real sense of what the book is and then you can kind of skip around from there and skim that's how it, i do a lot if i have an author on i usually don't have i'm i'm an exceed i'm a pretty maybe not i was going to say exceedingly but i'm a pretty slow reader it takes me that a means you're intelligent to to book <laughs> that's what i read somewhere i'm slow as funk so i uh also use the intelligence thing as it because we're so deep and intelligent that when we read one line we're analyzing how it applies to every other aspect of all existence <laughs> most dumb people that read fast they're just like the the kid took the ball and then we're like what is a ball and we're like doing the radius calculations and the like molecular density of the ball we're, we don't know what kind of ball it is so we have to like do that across all densities so we're just doing more computation as well why we're slow not because we're dumb ryan singer used to have a funny thing about uh, speed reading and uh, and how he got into speed reading for a while and then was just like oh and i didn't remember one day i was like oh i didn't remember any of this like nothing that i read <laughs> was retained oh and, and i forgot to plug if you're watching this show on video the reason why we're looking up straight jackets was because we have new merch available which is our lunatic character. We have a whole cast of characters on Patreon. Even if you haven't joined our our Patreon um, just yet, it's worth going there to have a free peek at the fun cast of characters. We got Voids, Visionaries, Honeys, Camante de Buffons, and uh, which you've heard us talk about on here, and Lunatics. And Lunatics is a like... It's kind of a joke one, but it's real, and we're. I I'm th I'm thinking someone's going to join as a lunatic sometime because what you get if you're a lunatic is you get a custom straight jacket, which is made out of like sheepskin or something bizarre, like a real not a magician gets to slip out of. This is a straight jacket that you can't get out of unless you're Houdini or have done a youtube video on how houdini did it which has something to do with hanging upside down making it actually easier and do you think maybe houdini you would have been impressive today punch me <laughs> that was a weird <laughs> trick to do with him and you could punch him in the stomach and he'd be okay that was, that was his trick that, that's what killed him 
a punch to the stomach. <laughs> Somewhat, so that was one of his many tricks that he did. And then someone was like, we'll see if this is real magic when he wasn't like looking or prepared or anything. And just from out of nowhere, just smashed him in the stomach and oh, wow. it led to something or other. And, and How old was he? Him. 22? People didn't live till longer than 25 back then, right? No, they lived a little longer than that, I think. I think that's birth. Uh, there, there's a, there was a lot of confounds with infant mortality for a while that were like, the average lifespan is oh, this. Oh, that brought the test score down. Yeah, because That's like, funny. Statistics kids, are so messed up. Kids would die and be alive for two minutes and, you know, not make it through de delivery and be like, well, we're putting that down for a zero. <laughs> and this guy lasted till 80. So average age, 40. It's uh, <laughs> all we need to know. Just the median or the mean. Always mix this, those two up. Me too. But uh, yeah. The, the mean is the average. The median is the center point in your data. Just so you guys know for the future. Also, polyamorous <laughs> people do not obsess over sex. Some of them just like to have multiple partners they don't have sex with. Which is not the same as open relationships. Where open relationships want to fuck everyone. And asexual people don't want to put their dick anywhere. And they don't want anything put inside of them. But they do like hanging out with other people. Together we can all be better and say the right thing. Oh man well you do you should be like th this generation's version of reading rainbow <laughs> remember oh this. of course i remember i'd There's love to i was just watching be... some star trek memes so i'm pretty close to that world no i i, I, yeah, I was just doing an impression of you <laughs> going like now remember kids polyamory <laughs> is nothing to be ashamed of uh that it, there's um Oh, now I forget what I was. Was that a Chris Straight Ryan, jackets. by the way? What about were Chris Ryan? Were you throwing a Chris Ryan out there, or was that just? Oh that no, just, I don't. I don't know if that was a voice. Dog. That was that was me being being perfectly <laughs> describing everything, guy. But it's not a Chris Ryan. I think Chris Ryan's got a more deep, soothing voice. Like I like mm -hmm. to just relax, smoke a joint, have threesome sex, and just kind of watch <laughs> the ocean. Like, we run around so much ever since our hunter-gatherer days, and I like to just, I like to just put my arms behind my head and have a mouth just kind of graze up and down my body while I, while I smoke a cigar. That's like, I like to have fun. <laughs> you know, I, I just, uh, what's this, what's this wise author have to say? I like to get beaches by the beach while He's smoking honest. a cigar. Wow, that guy's on to something. Um, <laughs> the I, honest professor. All the other professors like, no, no, I love monogamy. Monogamy is the best. And then he's like, no, guys, stop. Or, <laughs> Who knows though? I haven't. I haven't. Um, last thing I read of his was "Civilized to Death," which is it's not so much about the the polyamory thing. It's more about the being out of the hunter gatherer days and what we left behind as a result of that. Which but hunter gatherers I'm... were not equipped to deal with Homo sapiens' level of cooperation. You see, it's not our brain size. 
that made us at the top of the food chain because Neanderthal had bigger brain than Homo sapiens. The reason we are on the top of the food <laughs> chain is because of our ability to cooperate across genetic lines and our ability to have shared fiction in which we can convince people, hey, if you go kill this guy, you'll get into heaven. And it's a story and you can use it in all kinds of ways. So if I say that in my pants is my actual genitals and not a banana, you will believe the fiction, but really it is a banana. <laughs> so this is this is one of the key points you've all of, of your your book Sapiens: A Brief History of Time, which uh, you doesn't he always like meditate for uh, like four hours a day or something as he's as he's reading writing these books? Oh, probably. Um, I know I, he goes to he's talked about going to like shutting off for like a month, like going away for a whole month with no computers. I mean. Yeah, that's that's a solid idea. Yeah. If, if you can if you can afford to do it, if you can set that up for yourself and go away for a month, that would be that would be that would be a wasn't there a bunch of um things like that where there there was uh people that you know took a took a, like I'm gonna go out into the wilderness for a month, like right as COVID was start like. It wasn't really in the news yet, and then a month oh, later that's they funny. come back. And that's got to be so cool to go off the walk grid into and come a back to COVID. Store and there's people wearing like plastic <laughs> bags on their heads and stuff, and everyone's got fucking mounds of toilet paper in their grocery cart. You you stop in for a Gatorade, and there's people in hazmat suits. <laughs> <laughs> amazing that um, has to have happened to at least a couple of people yeah yeah that would be so cool yeah <laughs> but they yeah. probably have some stupid family member or something that texted them so as soon as they got back uh, in yeah, the car they're like it. oh covid and it ruined our bit but Other, otherwise what do you do? <laughs> if you know that person yeah the right thing to do is to give them a heads up no, like, just the right so you know, thing global to do is pandemic. To but I think I think you go. <laughs> should we? No, don't tell them. Don't tell them. We'll we'll let it be a surprise. <laughs> global <laughs> pandemics has just the in, most insane surprise. <laughs> surprise! <laughs> Everyone's there at the grocery store and mass. We don't know what's happening. We might all be dying. Surprise! How are the woods? We we really did think that first week that it could go the way of contagion, because contagion they like they had oh, yeah. they were more organized, but also the disease was way deadlier. I don't know if how it long it's been, been since deadlier, you watched it. Deadlier people might have like organized a little more. It's tough to say. Um, Not it, exactly. Our ability to organize is actually very limited. <laughs> No, wait, I contradicted that. We're actually good at organization. Never mind. Scratch that line. That's evil Yuval. He's not he's not <laughs> part of the the, the the evil Yuval. Hitler um, was actually the most advanced Homo sapien <laughs> ever. And he had the most practical ideas that you can ever think of. 
<laughs> no, evil Yuval. Get away from here. This, you're not allowed on the podcast. Only good Yuval is allowed. And even then, we got to limit him because it still doesn't make sense contextually. How much have we said about Sapiens so far? So so the the breakthrough book, it came out um, uh, back in um, t- uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. And took the world by storm, a brief history of humankind. And and the the gist is, I mean, the the real takeaway, what seemed to grab the most people's attention was this real um interesting demonstration between kind of objective reality and subjective reality and how humans maybe more than any other species ever were able to collect and cooperate around subjective ideas like i i remember when i first heard the uh i i took a class of his um before sapiens came out and when he first broke down the mcdonald's example i was Ooh, like do you want to walk us through that oh yeah, it's it's he's he's just like he talks about he's like what is McDonald's? It feels like an objective reality, but it's not. It's a subjective. Corporations are a subjective reality. So if you wanted to get rid of a McDonald's, how would you do it? You could you could knock down the McDonald's, but McDonald's would still exist. There's other buildings and everything else. There's there's other McDonald's around. And you could destroy all the buildings. You could still build new ones. Uh, is McDo- so is McDonald's the employees? Well, you could get rid of all the employees, hire new ones. McDonald's isn't the employee. Is it the CEO? Nope. Those change. Is it... Um, uh is it the food you know no and is it the founders nope the founders are dead and the idea is that uh but but if a judge decided that mcdonald's was a monopoly or something like that and so we we have these subjective laws so they're made up by us humans these are kind of opinions things that we worked out collectively and built these subjective laws around. So a judge uh, who is is like a modern day sorcerer in a way, uh, wearing got a the fancy outfit. outfit and everything else, if he bangs the gavel and and says that uh, that McDonald's is a monopoly and needs to be dissolved, then McDonald's no longer exists. The idea of McDonald's is dissolved and it would still exist in people's minds too and so it gets like really it gets really tricky but the the very things that we that feel so real to us are subjective realities that we are agreeing upon which is like happening so much right now with crypto which is part i think part of the craze with crypto is everyone having this experience for the first time like wait a second but the dollar's just in our minds. It's, we're just agreeing on what it, we can just make up whatever, and so and then and like people are having that experience for yeah, for the, the first, first psychedelic time. experience. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm going to invest in this, 
And to me, it's a little bit like when I saw the matrix, when I was like, huh, I thought everyone's already thought of that before. Like, why didn't, <laughs> why Kung is this Fu blowing was cool, though. so, oh, the Kung Fu was cool, but like, are we living in a simulation? I thought everyone had had that thought. And then I saw people's minds be blown. Like, what if we are living in a I'm like, oh. I talked to this guy <laughs> yeah. recently. Uh, um, he's uh, like, shout out to Blake Burton at the NAST podcast. But he was asking me, because he's from a younger generation. He's 20 years old or 21 years old. I think 20. Mm -hmm. And he said, like, when The Matrix came out, is that, like, what changed everyone's opinion to seeing it as a simulation did that like cause the shift so like from his perspective it's like oh it, that movie came out and now people are referencing the movie but yeah yeah well i mean I the do idea think was that, around though i think that we we have these i think that we're constantly trying to articulate not just the subjective realities kind of outside of us which is what um, Yuval spends a lot of time on, like, how do you collect it? How, you, you get, you get enough, um, uh, we used to be tribes of 50. And then how do we overtake the Neanderthals by cooperating? How do you get a bunch of different tribes to cooperate over this idea of freedom or a God or, us versus them or whatever. And you get, you're able to get enough to cooperate that way but i but i think that in interpreting our inner worlds that is really influenced by our external realities too so there's these weird feedback loops where like the idea uh, like how did you articulate it? so first an idea was like ooh uh, i had a lightning struck in my mind and i had this idea and then the light bulb comes out like ooh i just had a light bulb go off in my head you know and then and then cars come out and and they're like yeah i'm i'm feeling i'm sitting in the driver's seat i'm feeling driven i i'm uh, i'm living uh, you so know stuff we uh, invent all gas no brakes yeah all the stuff we invent like becomes intertwined with the ideation and the internal fiction becomes the internal reality or ex extra internal fiction becomes external reality feeding back to internal fiction metaphors. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then computers come out and we're like, Oh, I just had this massive download and Oh, I don't have the bandwidth for this conversation. Right. Yeah. Now. <laughs> you know, virtual so, re virtual reality yeah yeah and so it's all it's all it's all this feedback of influencing these subjective ideas are influence these objective things in the outside are influencing how we articulate our internal worlds which are influencing the things that we build and why and we're also we're also building th like your art that you make is trying to like put in a picture this internal idea or feeling or any tweet or whatever else yeah um 
but uh so so you just i've i haven't read sapiens since it came out but you just got oh, i thought you were gonna say it. you haven't read it that would have just been a funny thing like, i haven't read sapiens <laughs> no i oh. haven't read his 21st lessons for the 21st you know what's century, wild about that one? one so so sapiens is all about why we're like at the top of the food chain because we can cooperate and the reason we can cooperate is because we have bigger brains that can produce shared fictions that kind of thing but the new what is it uh 21 lessons for the 21st century 21st century so the second one was so after sapiens the second one was um homo deus a brief history that's the second um and then the third one which came out three years ago is 21st uh, 21 lessons for the 21st century so he was saying that he says this in his talks a lot too about how the algorithms are getting so much quickerly advanced oh that's a great sentence too huh <laughs> Jesus. i keep forgetting that's, that these get these get spending, clipped and you're spending captioned. too much time around me you're you're picking up my my yeah. midwestern <laughs> like uh what's the quickerly hey that's got a lot of value here in los angeles there's no one like you it's like oh you talk like <laughs> one of them normal people we could use you to sell stuff to normal people but the the algorithms are getting so good that uh. They can, they know us better than we know ourselves a lot of the times. He uses the example of uh, a, a kid who's 10 years old cannot know that they are gay, but the algorithm <laughs> knows that they are gay based on certain eye movements and certain behaviors, and it will start marketing to them. On the Coca-Cola ad, it'll show a sexy man instead of a sexy woman, and you'll be none the wiser. But it just knows you better. And the kid might not even come out as gay for another 10 years. And uh, like he wasn't saying it as a bad thing, of course. Yuval is, is gay. He brings it up. And uh, like he no, says, he didn't even know just... till he was he didn't know till he was uh, 21 or 22 or something. But have... the, that it, it knows you. And then you're going to have yeah. epiphanies about yourself 10 years later. And the algorithm's like, no, I knew that about you when you yeah. were five. Like you Old showed. News. Yeah, you showed patterns that would indicate that you would be doing that. And these patterns are getting so wild that there's experts that are going to be these modern day sorcerers, not unlike the judge, but even more like un more sorcery than the judge, because they're going to see patterns that the algorithm predicts and then tell the finance people something crazy is going to happen in four days. I don't know why it's going to happen, but our the God thing says that some crazy things are going to happen in four days. So you might want to prepare for it. And sure enough, it's going to happen. And it's not going to be like, well, we can like look through the code and we'll see what does it. Uh, uh, uh. It's, it's too deep in the, the everythingness for one human to go look at the code. It's just kind of a, like it, it reverts back to magic. It's back to praying to gods like, Oh fuck. I hope the financial gods are nice to us yeah. next week. Yeah. My, my brother does pretty heavy duty big data processing stuff and they have um you know it's a big shipping company and they have uh, uh they have um huge it's fedex but they have huge um demands for like, like large large ai problems that they need to solve and they'll just kind of throw things in the system that they think are will help like give the ai a task to sort out 
and then it'll sort it out and then they'll test it and it works. And when they've done that, then they got to be like, all right, now what the hell did the thing do? How did it <laughs> process it? And they literally, my brother's been in meetings where they're literally using characters from the matrix like on a drawing board to be like okay <laughs> this part of the program was like the oracle this part was like neo to help wrap their heads around what what it even did and and they never they often don't know exactly Did they integrate the sequels at all or there's like well these are the twins the twins or serve as a device that doesn't really move the story forward Everyone but it sells the, tickets Everyone in the boardroom's like, boo! <laughs> There's one guy that keeps on trying to bring up the third one. So in the third, very underrated Matrix. <laughs> this, the, the albino Winklevoss twins or whatever. <laughs> Why were they there? Why did we buy that? Maybe they were cool. I need to go back and watch it. I, I thought the first Matrix was... Oh, the Matrix first one was great. Yeah, I thought it was a hair overrated. I enjoyed it. But then I was like, that was enjoyable. And everyone was like, what the fuck just happened to my brain? And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, that's I just thought it was a fun movie. And then the other two, I was like, yeah, those were enjoyable. And everyone's like, what? I that that How could you like those? You're a bad person for liking. It's the same with Star Wars. Because I wasn't. If you weren't in on the Star Wars mm. thing early enough, you watched them, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah okay." Yeah, you good. accept it for what it is. And then, and then when you saw it, when the new ones came out, everyone that was a hardcore Star Wars fan, they're like, "How could they do this to me?" <laughs> and I was like, "They were like, okay, yeah, Jar Jar Binks was silly and stupid, and so was CP3O. We just lost a lot of listeners." <laughs> And no, he didn't say C3PO, he said CP3O. So <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's a different, different. model. It's that was the, a director's cut one. And uh, now the have, fans think that the, the latest sequels are the worst thing to ever happen because there were two, um, I guess, I like Mandalorian. Mandalorian's right. my favorite. Mandalorian's I, the best Star Wars franchise. I, I thought think. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I had, I had, and same thing. I had a big Star Wars fan be like, "Oh, the first couple were okay," and then, uh, and I watched it, and I was like, "This is very good. Like, it's very enjoyable. I'm not over the moon about it, but I enjoyed the whole series. I, I'll watch whatever they put out." Um, did I? Did, were tribes I clashing about, over over? shared fictions and their validity in our culture this shared fiction does not live up to what i the fiction in my head thought that this fiction would be uh, yeah, the yeah. fiction should be better and it's just all made up and we're all just dancing around in costumes with aliens and laser guns and stuff <laughs> while while there's real problems to be solved like, uh, <laughs> like people don't they, people talk about the ozone layer but they don't talk about the ocean like if we solve the ozone problem we still have to deal with the ocean and like meanwhile we're still like no this, the second clone wars wasn't as good the mo the clone wars movie wasn't as good as the series the Filoni verse uh, is better than the than the the sequel verse from disney have I told you about the? Have I talked about Heya and the From AI Outcast? on here? Yeah. No, no, not at all. That sounds interesting, though. They they put um they put 
I think this was in the power. Yeah, this is in a uh, good book, The Power of Habit. But they put uh, how many power of books are there? Well, this is the only one worth reading because, like, they really took a dude took a chance on the name because it sounds like your average like horrendous self help book, and it's really good. It, it's it's fantastic. It's super super down to earth sciencey. Tons of great examples of things that I've already used on here when I talked about the Asian um, uh, co-pilots that were too polite. Oh, that's and, funny! Uh, yeah, and crashed into the boat because they uh, culturally couldn't correct a superior. Yeah, pilot. they need to have a, a loud American, um, yeah, like air marshal. I probably already made that joke, so I'll move yeah. on. Uh, but uh, but hey, uh, joke over and over. when Outcast made so Outcast um, was most famous in Atlanta, and then when they made their first when they when they made Hey Ya, uh, um, they uh, so they they put out everything in Atlanta first. I think that's what the deal was. But anyway, when they first made Hey Ya, whatever AI that they were even working with way back then. They plugged the song into the AI that like tells them if it's going to be a hit or not. And the thing just like blew, blew up. up. It was just like this is going to be the biggest hit that there's been. And then they and then they played it on on the radio stations in Atlanta and people hated it. And it was because it was it was too different for like big outcast fans. It was like too different. It was too rocky or poppy for compared to like, you know, bombs over Baghdad or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. And they're kind of similar, but yeah. It, it, yeah. And a lot of in hindsight, I don't. It's surprising to hear that it didn't take off right away. But hindsight's twenty twenty. But but I guess the first couple of listens on the rap stations they didn't like it, and then on the pop stations they didn't like it because it was too rappy for the pop stations. Whatever, it's just like a very unique song that no one had done anything quite like it before, and people sometimes have a hard time acclimating to new groundbreaking awesomeness, and. They figured out that they had to like lead people in. So on the rap station, they would have to do rap that was, they'd have to start playing a couple because they just believed the algorithm. They're like, well, the algorithm says this is going to be, so what are we doing wrong here? So they, on the rap station, they would, they would lead people in by before it playing increasingly more poppy rap songs. And then on on the pop stations, they would play increasingly more like songs that had a little bit, tiny bit of rap in them or whatever to lead into it. And <laughs> then funny, just, just a tiny bit of rap. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Someone's then, got twelve seconds of rap in it. <laughs> then, uh, uh. <laughs> That's they, two seconds. And whatever it was, and then they just played it over and over until people just accepted it basically and then after it was accepted in atlanta then it just took off around the country and became the biggest thing but they they believed in the ai enough back then and and even so that was what 20 years ago or something like wow. that wow almost <laughs> yes 20 years ago so and then I didn't know, we, uh, know we had AI back then. I mean, of course we do have AI. I mean, Nintendo in the 80s has AI in it and stuff. But mm -hmm. I mean, if we were even using it as an acronym then, it was pretty new. And then back to the um, uh, another, another chapter in that book 
is reminiscent of Yuval's uh, uh, AI knowing your gay comment, which is, I think this is taught in like a lot of um, uh, business classes. And it and sounds like such an immature joke, but that's actually a like no, a three so minute talk you had. But AI you, knowing you're gay. Have you heard? Well, it's it's it sounds even almost a little derivative to um, the target. Um, pregnant woman pregnant yeah 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 have yeah. uh, we talked about that on here before? that yeah oh. the the target ai knows based on what she yeah. was buying like that she was probably pregnant because she was not because she was buying baby food she didn't know she was pregnant but she was buying food yeah, that I would indicate she that she was would pregnant. know uh, yeah she she knew she was pregnant but but like the ai would figure it out because she was buying like a larger purse and this one kind of multivitamin and this one other thing. There was like three items that if you bought them, it's like, yeah, I bet oh, you're expecting. I thought she didn't even know she was pregnant. But Well, what one. would happen is young ladies that were pregnant and still kind of like living at home or whatever would all of a sudden start getting coupons for diapers or whatever. And... And their husband or their dad or, you know, like whoever they're living with is like, why are we getting all these coupons for diapers? Why is Target uh, assuming my daughter is pregnant or whatever? And then the daughter would have to be like, it's because I'm pregnant. <laughs> like Target Target figured it out before a lot of people's yeah. family members or whatever. And then they started hiding them by putting like. Um, because then that creeped people out when it, when you just got diaper coupons and baby food coupons in the mail. Yeah. And so they started hiding it by putting like lawnmowers and stuff like that and uh, predominantly, but then like a little diaper coupon in, yeah, in the, secret. <laughs> in just corner. a little wink. Lawnmower, lawnmower, condoms, so, pineapple juice. So um so yeah, tell me more about this twenty first lessons. Oh man, so, or whatever you want to. Well, I guess whatever you want. I don't even remember a brief history of tomorrow, even though I'm sure it would seem familiar if someone. Good thing is it, that it, of it, it came it out good. before it came out before COVID, so it's probably like missing some things. But also, people have been asking. I've been going down a Yuval rabbit hole this week with YouTube clips and stuff. But people have mm -hmm. been asking him, like, "Well, COVID is things going to be just completely different after this? Like, what is going to what what is going to happen, Yuval?" And then he's like, "Most likely, we will not even remember this in five years. If you look at this." <laughs> The, the flu epidemic of 1912, people were talking about the war when more people were killed by the flu. So it's more likely that we will be talking about some other topic like Kim Kardashian or the new Transformers movie, Transformers 8. It, it is. And then it is. it's just an ad afterwards. <laughs> If it's, uh, <laughs> then he just goes on about Transformers. Yeah, sometimes I run out of stuff to say when I'm doing a, a voice and I just, like, and I'm, I never took an improv class, so I don't know what's in the box. You know, the two rules of improv are you say yes and, and then the second rule is when someone asks you something, you, you, you close your eyes and you envision a box and you open it. 
what's in the box. There's always something in the box, but sometimes I open the box and there's nothing in there. There's only Transformers movies, so I have to pick which one is the right one. And it's not always the one with the biggest number because having a big number takes more calories and it takes more energy. So you have to pick the right Transformer movie that not expend the most <laughs> calories. <laughs> oh man, it, it is. I, I feel like uh, where where I'm at, I feel we're two months away from people forgetting COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. I mean, if there's no variants, it's it's weird how quickly we move on from shit. Like whether it's yeah. dead celebrities or the like the big tragedy that takes over the zeitgeist for a week and then all of a sudden it's you know, it's in everyone's links in their bio, it's their profile picture, it's what they believe in. The next week, like you you couldn't get them to tell you what that thing was for like a hundred dollars. It's also it's also um disease is nuanced if it's not affecting you directly and it's subtle and it's this thing that you can't detect with the human eye and it doesn't and it and and there's a natural feel to it like oh these things just happen most people don't know that it's you know biodiversity loss plus zoonosis plus maybe a lab leak plus you know all all these other things that uh, the world it humans did not evolve to experience and and it will go in the future this will happen again and again there will just continue to be more um diseases that humans in the past wouldn't have had to deal with in the way that we have to now all packing ourselves together in cities and so we aren't really but you see an explosion or something like that and it's like whoa that's a you see a building on fire and that's like a real salient problem i was talking with a couple people yesterday and they're like man you know i don't know what it's gonna take for people to unite and get together they, they did during 9 11 that's the one time when everyone united and we were all friends and i that didn't work out that great, actually. Uh, it was that's when all the conspiracy stuff started. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the fun, nostalgic. Everyone held hands and had an American flag hanging outside there. There was there was new laws put in place that were like you know pretty questionable oh there yeah was... those tsa provision body provision atd body scanners that's like how that's how i felt about the mask when the mask first became a mandated thing it's mm. kind of like oh man the first time i had to go through a body scanner i'm like really we have to do this we have to take off our shoes and then the third time you go through it you're just like I mean, what am I going to do? I'm going to be a repo man or running man or like some sci-fi like guy that takes on the whole thing and I'm the Arnold Schwarzenegger running away from the, the space cops. Get real. Walk through the scanner. You put on the mask. You put two Modernas in your ass and you go to, and you go to your podcast. <laughs> either, either, unless you're going to be something with the word man after your name. 
Ben just Bruh, man. <laughs> um, but it's but that was I mean the the difference is you know you can have the number of people lost during 9-11 happen each day and the only one that cares about that number is statisticians <laughs> you know like yeah. that's that's I do like the I I made a I made a joke on here we are during all of it about how it's weird that humans need to conceptualize once numbers reach a certain like if two people die whoa like that's <laughs> horrific but once numbers reach a certain amount we don't even know how to deal and then you need to start like oh if you stacked that amount if each person was a piece of paper and you stacked all those <laughs> papers and it went to the moon <laughs> How many bowls of Wheaties were killed? <laughs> the guy that's sitting on all the dead people as Wheaties or like, muslikes or whatever. Oh, that's a lot of Wheaties. Say you wanted to say each person was a marble, and you had to fill a, uh, uh, and you needed to get the number of people that died of COVID in marbles in a space that would take a three bedroom house. Like, Oh my God, that's so many marbles. Like that's <laughs> what it takes for people to just, 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 I love the idea of just more and more ridiculous ideas that have no connection to anything. Like, but the, the person that wants the 9-11 coming togetherness, like I get the the wanting that feeling because there wasn't a respiratory pandemic during that. So it was fine to go hug people and be mm-hmm. close to your neighbor. But during during this thing, yeah, it's the the opposite. And this thing is an attack on freedom. And the other thing was. Uh, remember how obsessed with freedom everything was? Like we wouldn't yeah. call it French fries in the National Air and Space Museum because the French said no to the war in Iraq. And they're like, oh, you don't want to go to war with Iraq? Well, we're taking away the French from your French fries, which also you didn't invent because they're German or whatever. But still, fuck you. Freedom toast. Freedom fries. And they like was- made fun of that forever on Daily Show or whatever, but... That was, was you know, the invention moment. of the French fry was a spite act. Was it? Every yeah. good invention is spite. I'm telling you, <laughs> nothing it, comes without a chip in the shoulder, chip on the shoulder. <laughs> someone, there, there was someone was before that. It was like potato skins, and someone came in and was like, "These are too thick," and so they went and cut them in half and served them and made them smaller like oh, i still don't like how thick they are and cut them in half and 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 he's like but i could it could be thinner and so the guy like the chef out of spite for a joke like throw this in, like made them what seemed to be preposterously small <laughs> inventing the most just popular this, food french fries and like throws it on his table like here you go and the guy oh. bites it and it's like whoa <laughs> like no you gotta try these <laughs> the french fry was born. is that is that real and was it a yeah. german guy what was it i don't know i i don't i don't have a good memory for oh. details like that Never well, write in for a chance to get $2 off a mug. <laughs> 
Why are French fries called French? No using Wikipedia or Google or Bing. You can use DuckDuckGo, though. Prove that you yeah. found the answer using DuckDuckGo and you will get 2% off a mug of your choice. I think we only have one right now. But you can one choose thing, it. One thing we talked about, do you mind if I, uh, something that we talked about in a bonus, ep- I know it was in a yeah, bonus let's, episode. Yeah, let's draw so it out of the ether. Didn't was the because i love this idea because this is kind of just has to do with ai and what we're confronting and because i want to hear more of the 21 lessons if you remember them but it's about uh, the uh it's it's about how um you when you the the premise is because of the ease of looking things up people believe they know more because the brain mistakes what is knowable with knowledge. So because we're social animals, what we know isn't just in us. It's also the tribe of people that you're with. That's kind of this collection of knowledge that you have at your disposal in a hunter gatherer. So, so, you know, hunting and, uh building a hut or whatever because not because you could do that single-handedly but because there's people within the tribe that have that knowledge so you're just like yeah i can build stuff and hunt things and so they one of the uh one of the tests that we talked about was they had they had scientists uh, they made up a thing um and and quizzed people and said uh, so this has to do with um, with the illusion of explanatory depth, where people overestimate how much they know about something, and uh, it, 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 where people assume that they know a lot about a given topic, like Dunning Kruger type stuff. But then when you because they ask can just talk about, about it, it for five hours, but they know nothing. Uh, yeah, because they don't actually think they're going to be burdened with having to talk about it yeah. for five hours about anything. And, but if you ask them to explain it, most people reveal in a hurry that they actually didn't know that much about it. But the the thing about technology, so so they asked, they asked, uh, or the uh, thought experiment was, or, or sorry, rather the study. They said scientists discovered this new mineral. They've learned everything about it. Um, how much do you know about this mineral? And people are like, I know a fair amount about this mineral, <laughs> like so a made-up thing that yeah, they doesn't just exist. read about. And they said it they doesn't know. exist. Like uh, six out of ten, you know, I know a fair amount. And and then the other condition was they go, scientists just discovered this new mineral. They know everything about it, and it's classified information. How much do you know about it? And people are like zero. I don't know anything about because they don't have yeah, access to it. And it's on this subconscious level. So in that way, because we can Google anything all of the time, we just assume we know everything, basically, more and more. And we know and less than we did 100 years ago. Probably. No, it's like yeah. an actual uh, thing where we're, we've just offloaded more of it to the devices. And the average person... A hundred years ago is just more knowledgeable and like surviving in the wilderness, like what to do with their hands, fixing stuff, cars, engines, 
that kind of thing. But we're like more specialized today. Like mm -hmm. now today you'll have not the computer guy. This There's the, a guy who makes a good living, but they can't fix a computer. They can't even fix software, but they're really good at social media marketing, not across all social media on one platform. They're hyper, hyper, hyper specialized. And then it's going to get even more like I'm the best social media TikTok person for uh, snowboarders. Snow, what, I can't say snowboarders. Yeah. What was that? I just had a stroke there. Belching? No, I don't even <laughs> belch. I just I don't have it in me. Maybe later, but uh, no snowboarders. Yeah, and then snowboarders. It's just going to become more and more and more specific, and that's why they say the universe is this fractal because it it fractals out, and then the little spiral gets smaller and smaller and smaller mm. and more specialized and more specialized and. Um, people think the robots are going to come kill us, but what's more likely is that they're going to just keep us around as the same way we like cats. Like we're, we're not here to produce the thing, but they like us because we're kind of interesting. And cute. also, I mean, we can learn a shitload from every species on earth. The, the more advanced we become, the more knowledge we gain, the more we realize like, wow, you can use fruit flies to figure out cancer or whatever, you know, and, and also, I mean, fruit flies is a dark example because we dissect them and fill them full of like all sorts of weird genes to get, Oh, that's dark. All these I thought the rat <laughs> thing or the monkey thing was monkey one is pretty messed up because they're so close to us. Yeah. They're better with monkeys than they used to be. Um, because of, uh, because of the cloth mother, have you? Oh man, should we get go down that wormhole? Yeah, let's do it. Maybe this is a three parter. This is a new <laughs> hope, episode four of my book written in two thousand and eleven. Just well, practicing. We were going down an interesting path there, um, which was, uh, <laughs> um. Oh, god damn. Now now that you did Yuval, off the air you were talking about Yuval lying to a, a friend or something like that and how it was just like I've created a fiction. <laughs> you probably won't recall it, but I've been cracking oh, up we didn't about tape it all that? day. No. Oh, that's uh, funny. Yeah, the best Yuval bits were like off air and then this is me trying to like revive the ghost of it and then like i just don't have the same bits but maybe we'll have one it's like they always say the best you've all bits happen when you're not recording <laughs> i keep i keep thinking also that this is also on youtube and we're we're like just next door neighbors with all these other characters with every character on youtube it's kind of funny that they're one click away from an actual uval video or an actual Chris Ryan video, and then here we are, like in our little TV set, doing <laughs> our thing. It's our own universe. It's cool. Thanks for the comments. Appreciate you. Very self-aware. Very meta. And uh, but but yeah, we're we're just kind of commenting on the whole thing. I don't know what that, the point of that is. Was. Well, that is fascinating. That we are we're neighbor. Every time you do an impression, we're YouTube neighbors. <laughs> Yeah, it's one big Manhattan, whatever, Brooklyn skyscraper thing. And we're these Italians on the stoop and the the window. And Yuval is like two windows over. And 
Um, there, there was, we were going down the, when you talked about the, the universe turning into fractals and all that, there was this idea of as, oh, when we were talking about outsourcing and outsourcing knowledge, that's what I always think when, when I, um, there's lots of alien talk going on in the news. This is the early, uh, like first week of June that we're recording this. And I think we've talked about on anything interesting. No, I, I haven't I heard haven't. any alien talk. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I don't really watch the news. I just see what some people retweet on Twitter or whatever here and there. And I sometimes check Twitter 20 minutes a day and other times, not at all. Twitter is just a place I go to yell things. Um, <laughs> and I... um. <laughs> people it's, people don't know it's just where you dump garbage and they're like actually yeah. fighting with your garbage <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, i don't care that's just the dumpster i go put stuff in. i'm, I'm back yeah. inside now yeah but uh the idea of i would think that an advanced species ai aliens whatever the the idea of them being like us and bipedal and everything always strikes me as similar but when i uh, or uh, like kind of silly because why assume that there's not just like a new form of spider or whatever? We've talked about that. But also, why a body? Why would a body travel to an? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't you just? You know how whatever a fly or a mantis shrimp or whatever has all these eyes. Why not just have that be drones, like f- zipping around everywhere? You know, and you having vr goggles or whatever but why not just kind of evolve that over time you know to just be scanning and be flying around everywhere it's like no risk to you that's what the channelers that talk to aliens say that the Mm. they don't have physical form because they did the physical form thing back in egypt and they're like no we don't do that anymore i mean what's the point (laughs) like we could prove ourselves to you but fuck you we don't care or that's what Jess's aliens say. Like, you want us to prove ourselves to 3D? Fuck 3D. Yeah, They, yeah. they say stuff like that. And um, DMT, I, the oh, DMT, DMT worlds aliens. were very much, very much like that to me. The weird thing is, I can't imagine an alien descending from the skies, walking out of the spaceship, and being any crazier than the fictions we've already come up with. Like, whether it's Star yeah. Trek aliens, aliens from, what, Ridley Scott... Uh, Star Wars aliens, random mm-hmm. ones a five-year-old drew, the ones that channelers say they see everywhere. Like, will it match up? Will, did we already beat it? Are those the aliens? Is that the next thing? Like AI just propagates those outwards and then we created the next thing above us? My money is so much against UFO coming down, everyone looking, oh, stairway coming out, and then a thing that's like bipedal, sort of us, but like longer hands, bigger brain <laughs> uh, thing, maybe a different color or whatever. And then goes, point me to your president. <laughs> <laughs> My money is very much against that sort of someone, happening. Someone said if that happens, just point them to Jack Black and he'll probably do the best job out of anybody. <laughs> if we just gave the aliens Jack Black, he would probably figure it out. They'd be delighted yeah. by him. Oh, have you uh, read Childhood's End? I want to spoil it for people because the book's been out for a hundred years. So, 
Uh, no, I haven't. So in Childhood End, aliens do come to Earth, and it just skip the next three minutes if you don't want the spoiler. But if you want the condensed version, listen to this voice talk to you. There's uh, these aliens that come down to Earth, right? And the the military is afraid of them, and they they launch nukes to the ships because they're not surrendering, and then the nukes just do nothing. They have a force field. They're like completely protected. And they decide that they're going to give Earth unlimited resources. They're going to bring peace on Earth. Um, all is good. But the only catch is you're not allowed to leave past the moon. And um, yeah, and you, you don't get to see what we look like for 50 years or maybe it's 80 years. And they're like, what? Why can't we see what you look like? It's like, trust me, if we showed you what we look like, you you'd kind of freak out. We need to wait a little bit. And they're like, what? What possible shape could freak us out? We won't be freaked out. We've seen disgusting stuff. Come on, show us what you look like. And they don't do it. And they wait until the generation uh, is you know, dead, till another generation comes along. And then finally, when the time elapses, they walk out of their ships. And the way it's written in the books is the hooves, the wings, the horns, the red leathery skin, it was all there. And it turns out they look like demons. And the the play on it is that if Satan-looking people came from outer space, like most of humanity, especially in the 50s, would be like, no, the devil, we got to shun them away. But they look like actual Satan. So it's like, yeah, you're not going to trust us. (laughs) And I I like that twist. Plus, the twist only takes place in the first, like, three pages of the book. So the rest of the story Mm. is, is interesting. Hmm. But yeah, the Satan aliens would freak people out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't. It's tough to, it's tough to gauge how people would handle it. I don't, I, I think that they wouldn't trust them. Like a lot of people that are, or at least in the fifties Christian paradigm, they wouldn't trust a horned, red, leathery, hooved, seven foot tall, winged. Uh, well, I, I mean, as we, as we advance in science, we we have uh one more like regulations about what you can do to animals and stuff but there's also who does uh, that people in science or like the tree hugging people that scream outside the science buildings or maybe both no i think there's different approvals cuz it's it's weird because like you can do anything to a fly you know you can burn a fly and mutate yeah, it it's and give the expression it one wing or eight if- wings and if someone wouldn't hurt a fly, that implies that they wouldn't hurt even the lowest, most insignificant form of life. Yeah, but there's some, I, I forget what the approval process is for things, but there's, but we've, we've advanced. So, so they used to think, I think Yuval talks about this, how we used to think like dogs were just like robots or something and didn't, and didn't feel anything. You we know? used to think that even when they yeah. screamed. Like, yeah, it's just like, well, that's just what, uh, that's just the thing that it does to get us to like it or <laughs> stop kicking it or whatever, but it doesn't actually feel anything. Oh, like in Ex Machina, like the way you just don't trust the robot, even if it's mirroring a real human mm. passing the Turing test, you're like, I know you're a robot and you're just saying what I want. But there's ton. there's a huge push now for animals in, and there's, there's, books being written about it about animals in captivity just simply don't behave the same way that they do in the wild so so you trying to do things on a rat that's in a 
cage with nothing else in it is a very different thing. Like whatever drug you're giving it is a very different, you know, you give it cocaine when there's just a wheel in there or whatever, and it's going to get addicted to cocaine. You give it a cocaine when it's like this whole rat amusement park, when it has lots of other forms of stimulation and ways to entertain itself. And it's much less likely to get addicted to uh, cocaine. I, yeah, I it's in the water, right? They both. give it a water thing and it can choose the cocaine water or the regular water. And if it's got friends and love interests and like activities, it doesn't yeah. do drugs. And if it's lonely by itself, give me the drugs. Uh, yeah. And the uh, d- have you heard Brett, Brett Weinstein's uh, like rat telomere thing? Like one of the big science things he discovered was... Um, this is the, the explain it like I'm three version of mm-hmm. it, but apparently all the rats that were being studied in most science uh, contexts were from the same line and thus had the same telomere length, whatever mm-hmm. telomeres are, you know, some, some mm-hmm. particle in your body that does stuff. But we, we thought we were looking at rats, but we were looking at a very, very specific line of rats is what he uncovered. And and this is re- relating to like aging and stuff. I imagine. I don't know. Maybe. Um. Because usually that's what the telomeres are like. The ends of uh the DNA strand. It's kind of like oh. shoelaces. And so as it's what wraps it at the end. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, and so as as your. Uh, we talked about. Oh, what's what's the name of the boat that you referenced? Theseus, um, the ship of uh, Theseus. Yeah, the ship of Theseus. As your as your cells are reproducing and replacing, as you age, it's just hard to make a perfect copy of things. And eventually, the copies start wearing out. You start running out of ink or whatever. And that process is that. Uh, what happens is the the telomeres start fraying. Oh. A little bit, and that's what aging is historically. So, my guess is maybe he's saying that we have a misunderstanding about a- how aging works, or maybe I don't know anything about his no, or that's or that not maybe quite what I don't have a Weinstein yet. Damn it! <laughs> I was trying to drop into that. It's not quite what I was trying to say. What I was trying yeah. to say was that the telomere length in certain rats leads to what we're seeing in Portland right now, which is a complete breakdown of <laughs> rules and structure and society, which it's not good. It's not good. Really hopping on the red train. <laughs> uh, no, I should read the telomere thing. Uh, so I should. It's, it's weird. It's I bring up stuff that I have no understanding of, hoping That's that it okay. sparks a, an, an interesting discussion. But a, another did. thing I Another thing I wanted to say really quick about the yeah. the technology 21st century things, this relates to, uh, did you ever listen to the Kevin Kelly episode of Future Fossils? Might be the first one, not the second one, but he was mm-hmm. talking about how our relationship to technology now is more like it is to plants than it is machines, whereas before it was very machine-like, like you knew where that transistor would go, the capacitor, you move this around. Now mm. we're like so deep in the AI world that it's like a tomato plant where we water it, we know that it absorbs light this way, but we really don't know what it's doing deep in there. Mm. We just kind of know how to harness the the power of what we've created. And it's kind of funny how just mechanical stuff comes full circle right back into magic where 
kids today born post Google, not even just Google was born when they were born. They've Google exists for 20 years, then they're born and they're in this world where their grandma is talking to them on the screen and that's just normal to them. Touch screens are normal, everything's normal, searching stuff normal and uh they live in a world of sorcery. Yeah, yeah. I well so then that that uh so there there's like two different ways to uh, to go about so I was going to talk about the um as as we also kind of gain empathy for things as we as we learn more the hope is that aliens or or AI would be the same so there's the the famous um one of the one of the more famous studies on primates is uh Harry ha- um Harlow he did these it's Harlan Williams, the cloth mother, the cloth and wire mother um, study, oh, which is, yeah, okay. which is like, is it, 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 is everything just trying to get resources or is there really this like need for love and affection? And so you have one um, mother, uh, which is a, just made out of wire has no fur or anything, but it has the milk in it. And then you have another thing that's just like a stuffed animal. Basically it's just covered in, in fur and the, uh, the, the baby monkeys would always go. They would always spend the time on the fur mother and they would, they would, they would, neglect even um feeding as much or they would lean over from the fur mother and feed on the wire mother or if there was if they scared it with something it would run and grab the cloth mother instead of the wire mother and it was it was actually through at the time they didn't know how much they were torturing monkeys and it wasn't (laughs) until they did like tests in this vein of just scaring the shit out of baby monkeys and stuff to see what would happen that they no. realized like, Oh, what we're doing is actually horrifying. These things are like really experiencing real pain. And so it's kind of, it's interesting because it's like, we gained a lot of empathy from it, but we had to torture the fuck yeah. out of some Think of that person there. wearing a lab coat and then they're going to Starbucks and picking up a, a mocha latte <laughs> or something. And then everyone in line in their heads are like, oh, they're wearing a lab coat. Ooh, that's a professional. I wish I'd done more with my life. I hope they're they're helping. They're doing the right. And then meanwhile, they're walking back and then they're torturing baby monkeys. But since they wear a lab coat, we're like, ooh. Yeah, I guess there's I guess there's real high turnover in the um, in brain damage studies because it amounts to literally just like clonking a rat over the head with something and then checking off your data point like also no also results inconclusive hammer number two Mm, results inconclusive test subject uh inconclusive you know, as they're as they're trying to figure out like how much football players are suffer or what's happening with that, like rats just are getting banged in the head because of that, and oh. a lot of people quit th- those jobs because they're just like, I can't, I just can't bang these rats. So in the what head. you were saying with the aliens being more um, empathetic potentially, if they're more intelligent, it maybe means more empathetic. 
maybe it expands in both directions the way that yeah. like if an ant could communicate with us like you're gonna see some you know hippie people that are like would never hurt an ant and are communicating to the ant i'm so sorry about my brother with the magnifying glass he's yeah uh, he's a psycho he doesn't know that he's you know causing you pain he thinks you're a little nothing and you are compared to him i mean he's a god compared to you but i'm smarter than my brother so i'm gonna get him to stop magnifying yeah. glassing you i am a benevolent god but if the ants were smart enough they might realize like well in your species that's a part of your childhood development and <laughs> you're gonna have to pick up some of us and rip some of our legs off otherwise how are you ever going to learn what it's really think thinking about... is probably yeah just they're just thinking sugar to queen must bring sugar to queen yeah that's... feeling hot must bring hot sugar to queen and then it's on to the next life yeah um but but there's so I was also thinking with AI, it will be interesting to see. My guess is that we'll have empathy for AI first before AI has the capacity for empathy for us, where something will happen with AI as we're making them like cuter and everything else. And like where we're going to start being like, like the emoji gets real sad and we're like, oh no, my computer's sad. <laughs> but how my many lines of code starts is that? whining when I don't scroll Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not looking at butts on Instagram, my phone's like, oh, you're neglecting me. Like, it does oh. the cat crying, so it's not as serious. If you do human crying, it's like, oh, are they really whining towards me? But cat crying, it's like, hmm, a little bit. They know they're not taking it seriously. But, but how, how many lines of code is empathy, if even we can do that? And I know these are like basic 101 philosophy questions, but if it does have that response, like couldn't we make our computers more, since ultimately if it's supposed to just be a, an extension of you, why would you make it like, oh, it's going to get sad if I don't scroll butts on Instagram? Like you think you'd write that part out. Make it yeah, sad if I yeah. do scroll on butts on Instagram so then I can get some work <laughs> yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would think that's how it would go, but who knows? And it's... and butts on Instagram is like, you know, it's so 2015. I don't think I've seen a butt on Instagram in years. It's all <laughs> it's it's just tumbleweeds. <laughs> <laughs> the butts are on TikTok and like better catch them while they're hot because they're going really? to flick flam it's... next. TikTok <laughs> is gonna be for boomers by July fifteenth. It's funny because I didn't start using Instagram until COVID happened and I was forced to start going into social media stuff more and uh, which turned out fabulously. Actually, I do. <laughs> I, I really enjoy Instagram, actually. Uh, but, it's my favorite. Yeah, there's, I'm, see, I'm seeing butts on Instagram here, <laughs> here, here and there. They're all still I'm there. I, I joke. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about this uh, weird like cycle of when something is really hot and then not yeah, hot again yeah. and who I don't really know where the market goes because we thought Snapchat would take over everything and it's kind of faded away and all the stuff is crazy I just like to just one of the things is uh I I get into the what's the acronym for um FOMO the, fear of missing those, out those satisfying the the satisfying things ASMR. like ASMR, yeah, yeah, it's like... What does it stand uh, for? It's like liquid metal, and then there's a, a 
uh, someone pounds this into a thing and then a press slams it down and then they and then another person turns it with uh, with like these giant uh, 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 scissor things and then, and then another person hits it and the large press smashes it down and it's so um, uh, ASMR. That's a complicated it's, one. I've seen like men in their late 50s just eating cereal and they have millions of su- subscribers. So that's like one of those most banal ones you can think of. It's not expensive. They're not doing something sexy. They're not young. It's just old wow. man eating cereal and just hearing them go. Wow. And some people like it. I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> it doesn't amazing. gross me out. I mean, I'd watch other. I'd rather watch other stuff on YouTube. I, w- I hate people eating cereal. <laughs> That's the worst thing you could listen. Give that or a watch down thumb. I like. Um, I haven't seen all of it yet. People have been pointing me to this Bo Burnham special, so I need to watch the whole thing. But I've only that, watched half of it. That one song, "Welcome to the Internet," was. Uh, that's a great description. Like, if someone were to play that as you're walking into the internet, that's that's yeah, cool that someone yeah. has has chimed in during where it is now because all the old stuff on the internet still is here. We've just been building highways on top of highways on top of highways, and yeah. It's just uh, we're building infinity here, I guess. Yeah, and it is. I, I was thinking with a ASMR um, autonomous sensory meridian response. Oh, meridian um, response. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, relaxing, often sedative sensation. But I was thinking about how many of those. I tend to gravitate toward tool ones, like tool use ones, or and oh, um, not the band. Okay. Things being no, uh, but <laughs> Maynard but James like, Keeman eating cereal, I, I do, or sipping I the mean, wine he makes. That's what <laughs> I have, uh, he did get into winemaking. I grow you know wine. I live in a town where people don't do shit, and that's fine. But I want to do shit, so get out of my way. <laughs> Is he talking about Sedona, Arizona? Yeah, people keep trying to like regulate the amount of water I can use on my vineyards, but. Well, we're taking care of that. I moved there so I could do shit. And some people move there so they can not do shit, which is where we come into conflict. He seems like he's always brooding, which I wonder what that's that's like. That's why I'll never be like a lead frontman of Tool because I'm I would just show up wearing this and they're like, That's not a mysterious guy that's gonna sing about how he feels. I feel he doesn't rock. I feel like uh when you get into heavy, heavy, and that's your system of a down or something, it's a hard, because I feel like, I feel like if you get enough success, but not quite enough, then, but you're stuck, it's paying the bills enough, but like, now you're stuck. Oh, Tool, he does well though, doesn't doesn't he? Oh, Tool does fantastically well. I'm not talking about Tool. Here, but like really hard the 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 brooding angry type of music yeah, yeah. for a lot of people doesn't age that well you know when you're young you can really channel it but then as you get older yeah. you kind of want to you kind of want to like start leading into bluegrass a little bit if if you're not like huge you know yeah, if you're just like it. a musician you get some gigs you transition into bluegrass <laughs> and feeling good about life is i think the natural flow of things but if you have enough success then you're just stuck 
having to be yeah. angry. But I would I would correct that there because bluegrass takes uh, a certain technical fortitude <laughs> that uh, like. As you get older, you probably lose some of that speed. So maybe like the dexterity, singer, songwriter type. Yeah, dexterity. That's what I'm thinking Don't of. Don't know enough about oh, it. But I saw that, you know, newfound glory, new album, new video. And you're like, what? Aren't you Aren't you 60? And you're still singing about like, and you're still in that register, which <laughs> if you're feeling it, great. That's that's wonderful. But I wonder if you're you're waking up going through the motions like, oh, man, I got to sing that song again. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like performing when you're having the worst day and then you got to go out and make people laugh. Oh yeah, by the time you're taping like... your hour, you're over it. That's what sucks about stand up. You're by the time the material is where it's at to be taped, you're already sick of that material. But like the the worst stuff is like fight just got through a huge fight with the girlfriend or whatever going to the club i think we're breaking up you know and you're just like thinking about it the whole time and then or just something horrible happened to you and then you got to get on stage and be like hey how's everyone okay um who's ready for chuckles but back to this asmr just to finish the thought I realized I've I've been watching these for months and like I said I'm still kind of I'm a baby I'm I'm just I'm about one and a half years old on Instagram (laughs) and the so I I just realized the other day oh my gosh I'm just watching someone's horrible job that they're trapped in as like a nightmare for them. You like know, when I, when I see a press of just like, Oh, this is how pixie sticks are filled or whatever. Oh, and like the thing yeah. like, Whoa, that's so cool. <laughs> when you see it for 10 seconds, it's the coolest thing in the world. It's like the, the person zoo. actually doing that. Absolute nightmare. Yeah. You're walking by the tiger in the zoo and you're like, it's so majestic, but the tiger is just depressed there for the next 48 hours. I mean, indefinitely, but I bet zoo animals have it. I've been to a lot of zoos and I've gotten to go behind the scenes of zoos and holy crap, it might be the case that there was, and it it probably is still the case that there's like, uh, you know, varying levels of standards, but holy crap, they have they have a pretty good situation. The last zoo I was at in Dallas, the animals live so unnaturally long that they give them acupuncture because their spines start fusing together because their spines just weren't meant to handle to living like so long. <laughs> bef- so they're literally like getting acupuncture and stuff. I've seen like the kitchens where they prepare all of their stuff and it's they're constantly trying new things and whatnot. what about it's- the what about the quality? So quantity is good. What about quality? What about getting out that urge that they want to like go? hunt that gazelle and like yeah that's that's like it turns out if you just like throw a drum on a rope and put some toy (laughs) in it an elephant will spend all day whacking at that thing and just be very amused they're always coming up with new games (laughs) if vr is just like a click better place to be yeah you could you could keep us pretty docile you i mean you want to i imagine an ideal world if if you let a thing out of the zoo, it would probably want to roam 
I bet it would come back like a dog and come mm. back and, and get fed. Given, given the choice, your average thing, if it knew enough to, I bet it would come back for that's the level of pampering they get. It's crazy. <laughs> I also, another interesting thing um, is uh, that I learned from the last time is that rhinos piss like crazy. Like they can shoot like projectile piss. And like shit backwards. too, right? I've seen oh, the they, gif. I think that's the hippo. No, there's a rhino. Oh, maybe it is a hippo. I think it's hippos that fling their their tail flings like a helicopter. As Both they of them shit. get some range though compared to us. Like yeah. even after a night of heavy, heavy drinking, like they beat us on range. <laughs> Actually, sapiens have the lowest range of projectile <laughs> diarrhea of any primate. If I were to have a contest of shooting projectile <laughs> diarrhea with a chimpanzee and the winner would get 10 bananas, the chimpanzee would win all 10 bananas every time. I just had a laugh fart as you were talking about uh, Yuval shit. <laughs> shit contest. Uh, I can't believe that's the first time you've said chimpanzee <laughs> in this entire recording. <laughs> there's like, there's three key, like with any, uh, when you're doing a voice of anyone, there's like keywords that you, you kind of home into. Yeah. To, you home, Like with Terrence McKenna, it's well, you start with well, and then you say well again. And then well, so you say well a lot or we can tune the instrument. Yeah, and then with Yuval, it's well, bananas and chimpanzees and Neanderthals and Starbucks and McDonald's and Apple. These are all fictions. I am a fiction. I'm not real. I don't exist. There is no Yuval. If I were to cheat on my husband. He would say, why would you do that? I would say, I don't exist. I am a fiction, and I was with another fiction that night. It's not cheating. I, I like that he's also... Um, I, I, you pointed out how cynical he is, and yeah. I didn't... I hadn't picked up on that because I was just like... Gosh, why do I resonate with this guy? Yeah, Just the he's cynical, but go. he's not Eeyore. He's not depressed cynical because no. he sounds like enthusiastic. Just whenever someone says like, "Well, knowing what you know, like, are you optimistic based on how quickly we're innovating technology and how we're going to accomplish uh, solving the the problems that face us in the covering years? Are you optimistic?" He goes, "Well, not exactly." Based on what I'm looking at, we are pretty fucked. It looks as though the human sapien race probably has less than about 20 or 24 hours left on this planet. You might want to go nuts right now or, you know, try heroin, something to get the juices going because you don't have time on this planet. It's cooking and the algorithm is going to make you its slave. There's something, I think the reason why I like those sorts of takes is, and I've had, I'm not alone in this because I've had, I've had people write me uh, having guests on, uh, here we are talking about COVID 
where it's just like, yes, that's the most pessimistic view that I've heard, but it, at least it feels real. Like every everything else that I'm hearing from everyone sounds like a fiction that they are telling themselves. And and there and there's just something that is like it's a relief to be like, oh yeah, yeah. that actually feels like real that feels like something I can navigate. You know, that feels like something I can sink my teeth into. Have you ever heard because I believe it. Have you heard Duncan ever talk about um like everyone's talking about like hope and I hope this and I hope that, but no man, hopelessness. Hopelessness. <laughs> I'm hopeless. There's no hope. Yeah, like he'll go off about like like a, let go of your hope and your expectations and everything. Just but but people confuse yeah. that with oh but that'll feed my depression and it's weird like people like us I kind of have both of them maybe you do too but like yeah. sometimes the cynicism makes you laugh and makes you feel good and not crazy mm -hmm. because that's what's already going on inside you and someone else reflects the cynicism back maybe even more maybe they give you more fuel for your cynicism and it just makes you laugh and mm -hmm. other people it it scares them They're like no I, I have to have hope for the future I need it which I, I like that too, and I preach that probably more than I preach the cynicism. If you're if you're counting social media posts and things like that, but um, mm -hmm. but cynicism is just it's it scratches a different itch. Sometimes you need it, and when yeah. someone's extremely educated and uh, like a good communicator of that cynicism, oh boy, yeah, it does something for me. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely. And then like you were it. telling me that Robert Sapolsky is. He like Yuval Noah Harari is like center, but a little towards the cynic side, and then Sapolsky is center, but a little more towards the optimism side. Yeah, and average uh, those two out, and it's a coin toss, baby. Who knows? Maybe we're wiping yeah. out or becoming gods in the cloud, but or maybe Elon and a handful of other people become gods in the cloud, and we become old subroutines to call up. Yeah. Uh, so. He is like, like I took a class of Sapolsky's um, la the last fall semester. He, he was kind enough to let me sit in. Um, and it was all just like the most horrific, like <laughs> neurological things that can happen to you when you age. You know, he talks like about Alzheimer's depression a lot. And, yeah, depression quite a bit. But I mean, what he's actually tackling is like, working on Alzheimer's, working on Parkinson's and it's just overwhelming and it's just so big. And it's, it's like, there's, if you want to get into studying Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, like you will not have to worry about the, it getting solved by the time you get out of school or mm. whatever. There will be progress made, but it will, <laughs> there, there's going to be a job for you for a my, very long time. My dad used to do this joke. This was when I was little, like maybe nine years old or something. But he would say, I think, and it was in Farsi, so it was even funnier. But in English, he would say, uh, I think I think I might have Alzheimer's. No, crap, that's not how the joke was. I told my dad, I think you might have Alzheimer's. And then he would say, yeah, I, yeah, I, don't know. I think I might. And then I said, I think you I think you have Alzheimer's. And then he would just, in the same tone, go, yeah, I think I might. And then I would just keep doing that. I would keep asking him. And he would repeat it like as though he would forget it. And it would crack HM. me up more than, more than key jingling when I was two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, 
But yeah, Sapolsky would always be, I mean, I just, he would always just be like, so, you know, if you aren't horribly depressed by this, you know, there's, there's something wrong with you. Like, this is, <laughs> this is horrifically depressed, but he's, but he's optimistic and uh, like, so let's like get to it. Let's work, you know, let's work. Let's figure this out. You know, we could do this. But yeah, know where you're at if you're going to, if you're going to dig your way out of it, it helps to know how deep you're in shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh uh yeah. I so I I like that. That's a it's a fun thing. Man, um, I want Sapolsky and I I was looking up Robert Sapolsky and Yuval Noah Harari, but all I found was people, you know, taking isolated clips and just making one clip. They haven't interacted on tape yet, according to my uh, knowledge. But man, I want to hear them together with Jordan Peterson with Christopher Ryan and then see who who exits the Coliseum. <laughs> or maybe they all just walk out because they just have, they mostly well, can, agree and can, they disagree on minutia. You can find Sapolsky and Christopher Ryan on- Oh, that should be interesting. A, at least a panel, at least on a panel together. They did something in like Mexico or something. So nice. Maybe the Game of Thrones panel at South by Southwest. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, well, that's, I mean, this is a full episode. I think we'll- now that we have a new character established that we can just, uh, you have a new character established. Not exactly. You, <laughs> you see, we were going to receive a cease and desist order after this episode because of the gross misinterpretation and misrepresentation of the author of the book, Sapiens. <laughs> what is an impression? If you wanted to, if you wanted to get rid of an impression, what is it? Is it Ramin doing the impression? No, someone else could do the impression. Is it some tone, some vocalization? No, but if you, if some judge wearing some cape and gown bangs a gavel around and says the magic words cease and desist <laughs> there's no longer a Yuval impression <laughs> because it's just a fiction in your mind um well this was a fun episode let's plug so here's what i'm thinking we are going to i'll let you choose the adventure next week we are either going to, we already kind of teased that we are going to get to Patreon suggestions, which we should, we yeah, should we probably should. do that one. I also want to blend the idea, uh, the ideas about idea selection and memory selection together into how we interpret um, where we are in any given moment. Uh, so maybe the Patreon suggestion next week. We'll see. But, um, uh, first of all, we got all these awesome shirts. If you're watching, um, if you're watching, I have a, a lunatic on my shirt. It's perfect. It fits with, a. I like wearing long sleeves on stage and stuff. And it fits like it doesn't cover anything up because it's nice and narrow. I also have a honey bear shirt. Those are my two shirts that I have, uh, so far, but we've been getting pictures of people getting them. And we have mugs and a bunch of other stuff. If puzzles you coming support. soon. Yeah. On, Jigsaw puzzles. 
mindunderpod.com to support that way. Additionally, Patreon is how we how we pay our editor putting this together and uh, and all our support staff. We have we're now paying we have the cost covered for the bonus material on Patreon <laughs> so, so far. We don't have the cost covered for this show, but we got the bonus material covered, which there's tons of. There's a new Mind Under Art every Friday. There's a new, uh, there's a bonus monthly mum first of every month. And there's uh, game nights with me and a bunch of other stuff. So check out Patreon if you like you guys are awesome and until next time keep on salivating honeys ding, ding.